I'm Isabel, she, her, hers. And I'm David, he, him, his. And we're two therapists with ADHD who sit down to have some chats about ADHD. We can't promise we'll stay on topic or be professional or even remotely mature, but we can promise that you'll end up looking at you or your loved one's beautiful neurodivergent brain in a shiny new way. This is not a therapy session. This is something shiny. I love it. Do you like uh, it? That's amazing. And can this just be the intro? You saying that and me freaking out about how amazing it is? Yeah. Did I, and you that dropping could, your voice? That could be, that could be our <laughs> first so intro. <laughs> so without further ado, welcome to Something Shiny. I'm David. <laughs> My brain is all on a tangent now thinking about all the stuff that probably was on my notes too and like, you know, all the things that I was told and I know among them was talking like, oh, she's a talker. She loves to talk. She loves to talk. But like, you know, built into talking is listening, I think, mm -hmm. you know, like, yes. um, oh, it, it is so interesting because you're right. Like I kind of, I, I, I had this, I had this moment the other day and I don't know if this is this will resonate but it's like there's this moment i think sometimes when and i don't know if you know you think about it as like being on your path or whatever right but like there's you know this concept i think that sometimes i borrow maybe from like mindfulness practices or like therapies or whatever which is like you know what you resist persists and what you kind of flow with tends to just like, like you, you got to like kind of like go for the ride, you know, and like accept you're on a ride and not try to control the whole ride, which is really hard for me to do. Um, but anyway, the point is, is like at this moment the other day where I was like, huh, like why? At what point? It's like I can't. It's like not discernible to me. At what point is what I did, what I what I spend my, a lot of my time doing, you know, like being a therapist, right? Like. At what point does that start to like, I know this is like a strange thing to admit, but like, I'm like, at what point is it going to bore me? Like, I I really had that thought, right? Because I'm easily bored by a lot of things, a lot of things, things I initially am very excited about, I lose interest in, or like, you know, I go through a phase and it's like, oh my gosh, it's my favorite movie of all time. And then I'm like, oh, I haven't seen it in 20 years and eh, I'm fine with that. You know, like it's, it's, I, I kind of, can be like, you know, hyper-focused or hyper-fixated on the thing and then let it pass. And I'm like, well, why is it that like, I have never, like when people talk about, like <laughs> therapists talk about like, oh, you know, like being in a boring session, I'm like, I don't know that I've had one Thank of you. them. Yeah. Knock mm -hmm. on wood, it's never happened. And I'm like, when will it not be exciting and curious? You're like, I don't know how to explain it, but I genuinely look forward to it. Not to say that's not the same thing as it being easy or it being effortless all the time or it being, you know, I don't know. Like, I, but I guess, you know, challenge does not necessarily mean that something isn't fun or I don't know. I'm just kind of just blur, blubbering on. But like, literally, it's probably because, yeah, that's like one of my favorite things to do is just like listen to people and then talk. <laughs> And, and it's amazing when, when you can be put into an environment mm -hmm. where you can listen to people mm -hmm. and it's actually dangerous if you don't pay attention. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're supposed to make connections for other people to think of themes. Oh, wow. It's almost like <laughs> what 
I've done my whole, whole life. life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wait, well, everyone here hungry? You're all talking about pizza. We can get a pizza. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm hungry. Like, how many times have you been that person in the group? Because you're attending to the theme of the group. It's like, yeah. And I think, like, I think we are caught with trying to look like other people. And one of the things that I love about this podcast and what I, like, what I want to do is, like, find ways to out ourselves safely yeah. in the world. No, like, mm-hmm. I want someone to be able to look at me and be like, that dude has ADHD, mm-hmm. but like not because I'm doing something weird, but because I have a shirt that says this dude has ADHD. Like, how can I like, <laughs> like, like, I want to respectfully out myself more often mm-hmm. so that like, it's not, we don't see these models of ADHD and dysfunction and, and like, oh, this kid has ADHD. That's why he's in jail. It's like, no, that's not why this kid is in jail. That is a part of a story. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I think I think that's the part that like we're gonna, you know, keep doing until the end of time. <laughs> Indeed. Until everything is shiny. <laughs> Glitter it all. Glitter everywhere. I'm Except actually not. this world. But exactly no. <laughs> actually not, because that's my worst nightmare is loose glitter. Oh, oh, oh. That's a factoid. I could I could that's backing up to like the thing we didn't learn till late okay so i was working with kids for a long time um doing we'll call it uh, art uh therapeutic art making in our in our play therapy sessions and of course loose glitter always found its way to to my world and if anyone has ever attempted to clean up loose glitter like it's no it's it's like so delightful and then this moment you're trying to clean it up you're like this glitter will be here forever always everywhere do you know what the arch nemesis of loose glitter is brace yourself tape i know just think about it everybody it's tape you take a roll of tape and i mean arguably like sticky enough right but sticky like i'm just mean like like tape and you just lay it across the thing and you push it and then you lift it up and that's it that's it. That's you've cleaned it up. Like if it's on your body or on your face, you just tape. That's it. You're welcome, everybody. Although to be fair, you, you do have to sit there for hours. I mean, it does not make it makes the cleanup satisfying. It doesn't necessarily remove labor, but it does. I've looked at rooms that have too much glitter in it, and I've honestly had the thought of like, I can burn this room. I know. Rebuild it. <laughs> Which is different, side note, than, I mean, I say this because I have been lucky enough to witness some of your brilliant craftsmanship, David, but that is different than when there is, like, built-in, like, epoxy-style glitter, like, in a in a floor or in a tile or something. <gasps> oh, I cannot get enough of that. Or in a shoe. I love how there's a lot of glittery shoes, but the glitter is contained. In a plastic yeah. shell, just like yeah. glitter. Oh yeah, it's there's something magical about the shiny, and it just needs to be able to stay shiny and not embed into my skin. <laughs> that should be that should be your new tagline. Stay shiny, everyone. Don't embed in anyone's skin. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time on something shiny and then wow. we, we just go into like morning radio voice <laughs> well, oh, morning radio voice i know but david do you not think it's interesting okay and i this was brought to my attention by a friend and a friend of the show which is that you know what are the odds that 
like i mean again you look back across life like david you have a you have a pleasant to listen to voice right like you have a you know i mean i i hope you know you do your voice you have no, a good I, like i'm a person so i hear my voice and I'm like oh my god that's me i know well, but you, like ha- me. <laughs> you have a no you have a voice that's like 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 a you know like a like a not like I don't know what radio voice, right? Like you have a voice that is like a pleasant to listen to voice. I'm not gonna say I have a pleasant to listen to voice, but I will say I think that you do. Oh, thank you. Well, I will say that I. <laughs> not, I mean, I'm tuning my horn a lot this episode. Um, <laughs> back in high school, I know. Wait for it. I was uh, I was on speech team because all my friends were on speech team forensics, uh, if you will. Awesome. Um, and, uh, this, this really cool kid, uh, went from having to go to Polish school every Saturday and I graduated that early. So thank goodness. Um, although, you know, it was okay. I'm not going to knock it too much. Um, but I was just desperate to like hang out with my friends. I was like, I want to be on speech team, but I'm deathly afraid of public speaking. Oh my gosh. I learned there's an event called radio speaking where you essentially, it's like being on speech team, but you get to be in a room separate from everybody and you just record into a microphone. <laughs> and that got me over my fear of public speaking. And then I started to do speeches. Like I started to do oratorical deck, which is more like you redo a speech that someone else has given. But it all started from literally what a podcast is essentially just in high school. Only we used. <clears throat> tapes <laughs> we wow. use tapes and we use tape recorders <laughs> oh anyway i say this to say like again like who knew right like with these little things that like like it's not like it all leads to one thing i don't know about fate versus free will i'm just saying like isn't it interesting that you like you know the things that had to come into play that made this podcast happen are kind of like miraculous or exponentially improbable. Absolutely. Right? You know, I I I <laughs> I'm I literally think my survival in mm. life. I'm I'm it's it's pretty lucky. Yeah. I mean I'm I, and I'm not trying to like no, make like, this like, like 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 Derek said we're statistically, you know, survivors. Yeah. We're like the like how did we get here kind of thing. Yeah. It's like sometimes I'm looking at a river and like it's a pristine river and there's like a log and there's like moss growing on stuff. There's like golden light showering through the trees and there's like, it's beautiful. And you can like hear, hear lots of like different forest creatures and insects making noise, but nothing's biting you. And then you see this piece of trash attached to a log, not getting swept down the river. Mm -hmm. I look at that and I go, that's me. I got saved. I don't know. I don't David, know. You're not the trash. No, you're no, no, the but I don't mean, I don't mean it. No, no, but I don't mean like I'm trash, but like literally I was powerless being swept by a current. Oh, I hear life. that. I hear that. And I think a lot of us were. And yeah. I think that like whether we found partners, mm-hmm. whether we we found worth like through family or friends, it's like we get saved and like Isabel like I got kicked out of my high school. So the odds of me like going to school, getting an advanced degree, meeting you in a counseling practice, you having the diagnosis that I have, like, like, yeah, and like, <laughs> but also, crazy. but also, let's let's just be clear for the record that we worked together for like 
I think over a year before I realized I had the diagnosis I so obviously had. So I thought you might be the, I, I'm just going to say the moment and you'll, you may or may not remember it. We were in one of our offices mm -hmm. and uh, talk about a part of the brain that looks like a piece of shell. And mm -hmm. do you remember what I'm talking about? The, the piece of shell, are you talking about the hippocampus? The hippocampus? Yeah, oh, yeah. no, no. It looks like a seahorse. Seahorse, sorry. Mm -hmm. We were talking about that. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and like seahorses salute the sun. Did you know that they have, they do sun salutations? <laughs> this is like my factoid. I, there was a whole book on seahorses, everyone. I'm going to put in the show notes. It's like one of the coolest books I've ever read. I wish more people learned about seahorses. The end. So I think it was your first or second month. <laughs> and we were talking about like structure and stuff and what it's like and how late you work and brain seahorse. <laughs> it went like, it went like, right. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe this one might be. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did I do the same tangent right now? Like, is no, that the tangent? You did not oh. get into some salutations, oh. but like just everyone else just saw the wonderful and beautiful moment where like it, <laughs> You can't, it's, it's going to go somewhere else. <laughs> it's like... going to go somewhere else. Okay. To finish the thought, just in case you're wondering. So seahorses, certain seahorses, when they mate, um, once they've partnered, right? Because many of them will mate for a long time, if not for life. I'm not sure on that one, but I will put it in the show notes. Point is, is that when they're mating, there will be the first rays of sunlight will come into the ocean, right? And upon the first rays of sunlight coming into the ocean, the seahorses will do a synchronized dance to each other. So, it, I mean, essentially, it's like a sun salutation. The seahorses, David. The seahorses. These are little creatures. Okay, I'm going to take your metaphor. Speaking of seahorses. Okay. And then the hippocampus, which we alluded to, is the part of the brain that is responsible for, um, we could argue, um, episodic memory, right? Or our ability to, like, time stamp when something has happened in our life. Like, like kind of seal it with like a verbal declarative context. Declarative, yeah, like context. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so isn't it okay? Whoa, I just got a moment. David, that's how seahorses get around. Is like that trash in the river. That's how a seahorse gets around. It like attaches sometimes to kelp or seaweed and it floats on the currents. It is totally at the mercy of the currents and it is this tiny little delicate creature. That like mates for life and then like takes care of its little babies for a while like it does not make sense but it does it exists nonetheless it exists nonetheless i think are we seahorses i think we might be seahorses i don't think we're sea i don't think we're trash on a river i think we might be the seahorses that i made would be it. happy to be the piece of Instructed material that the seahorse is saved by. I'm happy to be that material. <laughs> I'm just, happy to be the seahorse. You just, you just want to be okay. I get it. I get I'll it. I'll be. I'll be any part of it. No, no, really. But like, <laughs> but I think the part of it that, like, the reason why, honestly, and I hate to do it, the reason why I get away from the seahorse is fifty percent of people with ADHD don't graduate on time. Yeah. Like, like there is a very real context for. Well, what a lot of seahorses do. don't survive. I mean, that's the thing, too. It's like... Well, yeah, but like turtles. I mean, we could go down the list. Nature's no, 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 no. But that's what I'm saying, right? There's like so many and then so many... You only see the survivors because those are the ones that like 
live long enough, right? But like statistically, there's so many who don't make it. This is why this is interesting. The part that I'm sitting with right now is the compassion and meaning is in things that we don't always know. And sometimes it's in trash. And sometimes it's in a seahorse. Oh, but like, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm and, assigning and that, to, I'm assigning, I think I'm assigning a lot of shame to this poor piece of trash. There's no, it's not even a poor piece of trash. It's just a piece of trash. It's just actually, and if we get rid of the label for a second, it's just a piece of biodegradable stuff being part of the world plan providing shelter for a seahorse. Like, like I'm not trying to say that we're mistakes because we're not. No. Like, but I think that like we are, are we not. exceptions? Like, I, I don't think the system sees value in us. Mm. And I think we have to see value in ourselves. And we start like doing things like, you see me, I see you, grab my hand. I don't know where I'm going, but you do, I'll follow you. Like we are doing things together. Like we are trying to survive. And I think that like, th like there's no, just like I'm never going to like cast any shade on someone's side hustle. Like I'm never going to judge survival. Yeah. Oh I'm, my gosh. Yeah. No, you did it. And if you are listening to this podcast, and you are like 18, 19, 20, 30, and you're like, I didn't make it. I'm like, you're doing it right now. Thank you for doing it. You're doing it right now. Yeah. You're doing it right no, now. No, you are doing it right now. Like, I mean, I, I guess it's also redefining what it means to survive. Like surviving is is it's like that. Um, I'm thinking <laughs> I'm gonna quote Carl Rogers, one of my favorite uh therapy therapist um icons over here. Um, but uh he he has a quote where it's like you know it's something to the effect of like a potato sprout when a potato sprouts it doesn't matter if it's sprouting in the earth or in like a cellar right like the root it it's like it's the little sprout is going to reach up towards the little shaft of light no matter where like it you like you will grow and develop in the context you find yourself in like whether and and it's not coming from it's just like, like, I mean, he talks a lot about it being like an innate actualizing tendency, right? Like there's just something there that's always going to be moving towards some form of growth and development. But the rest of the world and us cast judgment or we cast shame or we cast blame on what that means, right? Like we look at the potato sprouting in the, in the bag in our kitchen pantry and we're like, you know, silly potato or something where it's like, no, it's just it's just doing what it does you know it's just doing what it does yeah i it's doing what it does and i just think that like the labels that we put on things can be really distracting mm -hmm. and it's like and i think that there's a big debate like in the larger psychological community like there's some people that are like i don't believe in diagnoses i won't diagnose people like i think we're beyond labels and like there's a big part of me that agrees with that because i think labels get pretty minimizing or restrictive but with ADHD, there's some power in that label. Mm. There's some, there's a lot of power in knowing that you're not alone, mm -hmm. that you're not the only one. Mm -hmm. That like, it's really hard when you're dealing with internal, invisible, motivational things. It's really easy to think that you're a bad person or a trash. Mm. And I think it's really important to like, make sure that you're spending time with people that don't make you feel like trash. Mm -hmm. that you're spending time doing things that don't make you feel like trash and that our own voices don't make us trash. Even though I just made myself trash in a river. <laughs> but like... 
Isn't, and then isn't it interesting, David, mm-hmm. that that's what you wish for others, yet you Lim- yourself remain the trash in the river? Wait, 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 wait. I'm not even trying to be like that, but, like, if we can make this easier for anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I am, like, and, and my trash, by the way, was, like, awesome, and it's, like, there's awesome wildflowers, like, blooming, and I made a bird's nest out of my trash, and I got the bird family living in it. It's great. No, but like, I think that this is where like we get caught up in like, have we done enough? Are we, what are we? And I think like, I wasn't seen as valued by a school system. Mm-hmm. I wasn't seen as valued by um, a lot of parts of that system. Mm-hmm. And, and I think like things changed when I didn't need the system to find value in me. Mm. Oh, I hear that. Yeah, like, how do you find, how do you, how do you create, like, how do you detach from whatever values or shame or blame a system has put on you, right? Whether it's labels like lazy, stupid, annoying, too much, too this, too that, right? Like, ugh, ugh. I mean, you know, and it's 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 like so interesting how quickly those words come to me. And I got to own a lot of that is because, you know, I was called many of those things at various points in time, which I'm sure I'm not alone in. But to say like, yeah, like how do you detach from those? Um, how do you detach from those? Yeah, like I, I really love the piece where or the, the part where you were talking about, like, how do you find the people, the spaces, the places, and also the inner relationship with yourself so that you you are relating to yourself in seeing the value you hold and knowing that like, you know, I, I'm thinking, and this is like such a tangent, but it's not a tangent maybe. Um, I'm thinking about how like there's this... Um, idea sometimes when we're talking about like kind of like it's it's really it's called internal family systems it's like a way of thinking about all of us as containing multitudes and like we all carry different parts of ourselves and they have different relationships within each other so example you have like the little little you and then you have like the you that's like you know sort of the like you know, mom, you that you took on and, you know, like you'd have like all the little parts in you or all the different parts of you. Um, It's so cool. It's so much cooler than I'm making it sound right now. But point is, is there's this interesting idea. I'm trying to think where I read this, but it's this idea that, you know, the reason why when you're beating yourself up or really hard on yourself or really critical on yourself, the reason that it often causes like actual physiological pain is because there's another part however small, however quiet, however silenced or, you know, exiled that is taking that beating or is taking that hit. And the pain is real. Like when we're beating up or we think, oh, I have low self-esteem. It's not because it's like, yeah, I just don't think I'm worthy. And we, we fully believe that it's because a part of us is trying to convince that part that desperately doesn't want that to be true. And that the disconnect between what it means to be trying to beat down a part that just innately knows it has some value. You know what I mean? Like, there's just something about it. It's like, to me, I think it's not just like practicing 
and noticing your strengths and the peaks, I think it's also having the, the, the space and the safety even to grieve the fact that actually you had a lot more peaks and a lot of people missed it and a lot of people were wrong. And what does that then mean? And you were wrong about you too. Like, I don't know. There's just, there's like a whole reckoning, I guess, is what comes to my mind. I think the important thing that I've used to ground myself when people would ask me questions like, who do you think you are? Like, why are you so lazy? Or like, you know, all those things that are coming up. And, I, and I've taken it with me in life. When was I not lazy? I ask myself that. When did that not happen? Mm. Oh, David, that's so great. It's it's how we get the ingredients that we need in life. Oh, with these people it doesn't happen. Oh, in that place it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Oh, when I'm... Yeah. yeah. Ask yourself where it doesn't happen. If you look at your child, you're like, they're always angry. Where are they not angry? You look at your partner, they're never here. When are they there? Like, it's... Ask it when the behavior doesn't happen. When is it different? Hmm. And the same goes for yourself, like your own treatment of yourself and your own relationship of yourself. There's another thing too that I just want to tag in there, which is something I'm learning more and I know <clears throat> could go on a whole podcast tangent on this, but it's that idea of the default neural network, right? Like <clears throat> the way that like our brains essentially because neurons that fire together wire together like our brains are always like operating in like premium efficiency mode as opposed to most it's it's like your brain is just going to do the thing that it's most used to it's not going to do the new thing even if the new thing is better because it's always going to want to do the thing it's most used to because it's more efficient it's like it's like the way that you take the same route to school every day or the same route to work every day. And then one day you realize like, oh, actually, I could make a left turn here and I get there faster or something. And then you're like, no, I'm just going to do the thing I do every day. Right. And so the idea is like if you're if you if you're not actively or intentionally trying to like counter that, you you are just going to kind of coast. <laughs> and the coasting is often not in the direction of like like well, what i'm trying to say is if you've had a lifetime of being knocked down and i think folks who are neurodivergent we've been hit harder and felt it more acutely than most and it's just nonstop sometimes like that you know your default mode is going to be rough and it does take i think a concentrated effort to like kind of know that you're you got it. And I think that that's where that community comes in. And that's where surrounding yourself and putting yourself more in the way of places and spaces that encourage that new way of relating to yourself. Thank you so much for listening. If you ever had that thought where you think, hey, I'm nothing, stop. Remember, you're something. Something's shiny. That's right. Just as you are. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more free episodes of this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on Instagram as Something Shiny Podcast. And if you're looking for more information, useful links, definitions, visuals, everything we can think of, and more is on our website at somethingshinypodcast.com. And it's all free. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in two weeks. Thank you.